I'm your host, Fraser Bailey, and welcome to the VegUp Podcast, where we talk mindset, psychology, plant-based nutrition, lifestyle, and big dreams. So if you want to get your head in the game, level up, and become the best version of you, listen in. Let's go. Hey, good morning, guys. How are you all doing? I wanted to do this special episode because, again, currently, we are in the middle of this COVID-19 pandemic and isolation period. And so normal podcasts and things that I might have scheduled just don't really seem, (laughs) they don't really seem relevant or as important right now. And so I'm doing this episode that I'm going to talk to you about how do you structure your day at home while you're isolated so you can feel better and just grow during these really challenging times because we work from home. (laughs) So we've had to learn and refine and test and adapt routines from home for a long time now. And for many of you guys who maybe don't spend as much time at home or in solitude, it can be really challenging and you can feel lost and you can find yourself going down that rabbit hole of just not feeling like you're looking after yourself and feeling like you're filling your mind with things that make you anxious. And then the anxiety of thinking to yourself, what is happening right now in the world and what is going to happen? And when all of this seems to settle, am I even going to be able to go out into the world and function properly based on how I'm feeling right now? Right. And so this episode is really important. And, you know, I just wanted to give you a little bit of an update on us quickly because I feel like often I don't share all of how I feel on social media just because, you know, I don't put it out there for that reason. Uh, I ask myself, you know, is this going to help other people? And sometimes I don't even know how to articulate or write down how I'm feeling in the moment. But I'll be the first to tell you it's why there's been more than a week between this episode and the last one. Up until this point, I'd been putting out, you know, one or two episodes every week consistently. This has probably been the longest period where there hasn't been an episode released. And it's it's only been over just over a week. But I wanted to make sure and wait till I was ready to to even share information that will be beneficial to you because it's challenging for all of us. You know, I will be the first to admit I've had periods of time, days or moments through the days uh, in the past weeks where I've haven't felt myself and I haven't felt like the best version of me. And I still have all these tools, you know, and I and I still have all this personal development under my belt, and I still have all these nutritional strategies and all these different things. But then sometimes life just happens, and it's easy to feel lost at times, and it's okay. One of the things that I think is important is to experience the range of emotions and not necessarily try to buffer against them with with food or alcohol or distraction and just feel how you're feeling because often if you're just feeling how you're feeling you you work through that and you come out the other side and you might not feel like amazingly better but you worked through it without distraction 
and without some kind of crutch, which is typically what I think most people will do. And, you know, for, for us, for me, it's, it's, it's the uncertainty. It's the unknown. It's like what is happening with society? What is happening with our, our business? What is happening with our life, our goals, our dreams? And how do we adapt to the changing landscape that we're seeing societally and economically? And how do we keep our head in a good place where we can see solutions? And how do we just find ways to adapt even when it's difficult and challenging? And one of the beautiful things I think out of all of this stuff that's happening is that it's really brought many people together if you see the perspective in that. So I don't think, I cannot think of another time in history where humanity's literally being brought together like this, where everyone in some capacity is going through this. Usually if there is a war or if there is conflict or if there's something, a disease, whatever, it's usually isolated to certain places. And so there's many people that don't feel that. Whereas here, I feel like this is like a collective experience and there's something crazy about that. But also the fact that you can reach out to pretty much anyone that you know and they are in it with you. And they pro- they have a lot of the challenges and fears that you have. But maybe they have a lot of solutions and strategies that you don't even know yet that could really, really help you. And so I've had moments this week where I've had to step back and take a pause and be like, wow, like, how do I handle all of this? How do I handle being uh, a coach and a student and a father and a husband and a friend and all these things and, and still find a way to show up into the world at least reasonably in control? And that is what I want to share with you today because like I was saying at the start, for many of you guys who either didn't work from home and or are just used to going out and connecting with people more or just are just used to more mental certainty and stability and societal and economic stability or what seems like stability, this stuff can really throw people off course. And, you know, one of the things that I, I want to start this episode with was I've seen this this quote or this line circulating amongst personal development and self-help people where they basically saying, if you don't come out of quarantine with new skills, you didn't, or new skills and new, you know, growth, you didn't lack time, you lacked discipline. And I really don't like that. I understand exactly what they're saying. And I think that it's important to use this time as effectively as we can. But for a lot of people, they came into this not having a lot of those skills to start with. And they're just trying to survive. They're just trying to to live and get through the day. And it's really challenging. And so first of all, I want to say, don't put so much pressure on yourself that if you're not like growing like a beast and skilling up right now that you are somehow a failure because this is really quite an emotional experience for all of us. Now, that being said, 
I do understand the other end of the spectrum. I do understand this perspective of you need to use this time as productively as you can. So like on one end of the spectrum, you have these people saying, if you don't come out of quarantine with new skills, you didn't lack time, you lack discipline. Rah. Now, other end of the spectrum, you have people saying, you just need to be kind to yourself and compassionate during this time and do what you feel like you need to do to survive. But if that's just basically eating junk food and watching Netflix the whole time and you're getting overweight and unhealthy and your mental health is spiraling out of control, that's not helpful or productive either. And so you've got to draw that line and see where you're giving yourself permission to not try to improve just because it seems like the harder path to take. And so I think a lot of people who are sharing that message are sharing it because inadvertently they're trying to give themselves permission to just do nothing. And so they're sharing that message saying to other people, it's okay. When in actuality, they're actually sharing it for themselves. They're actually sharing it to say, hey, like this is really for me. Like I want to make it okay for me to be doing this. And whether it's okay or not is, is perspective. It's completely up to you. Like at the end of this challenge, things will probably look very different. And whether you come out of this and you seem to have grown and, and developed new skills or you haven't, that's just completely up to you. That, that's life in general. Like whether on a good day, if people are developing skills or not, is completely up to them. But I ask myself this, and I ask myself this question every day, and I'm like, if I have a choice, what is going to be better for my future? What is going to help me more in the future? If I just look after myself today and don't do anything, or if I try to learn new skills? And sometimes it's a combination of both. Sometimes I need to step back from tr trying to grow and learn, and I need to just rest. But rest and recovery don't look like eating tons of junk food and consuming a lot of news media and fear-mongering social media stuff and watching just tons of crap on Netflix. That's not really rest and recovery. That's distraction. And sometimes distraction is a coping mechanism. But we need to be accountable for who the, the person we want to become. And so there is a line there. Like I'm not like down one end of the spectrum of like you didn't like discipline, you like discipline, or I'm not down the other end of the spectrum of just saying you need to just be kind and gentle to yourself all the time. Because being gentle to yourself all the time sometimes enables you to do the wrong things and you're sabotaging yourself tomorrow. And so where within that spectrum can you fluctuate? Now, let me dive into structuring your day and why this is important. Because more so ever than now, a little bit of structure and routine can give you some sanity and direction and help you compartmentalize things that you need to be doing to help grow and improve yourself while at the same time having space to rest and recover. See, if you come into your day and week and you don't know anything about okay, when am I going to be working out or when will I be typically having my meals or when am I most productive? When do I need to rest? How do I need to stage my day and week to perform? You will get frustrated and you will get burned out. And trust me, as someone who's worked at home for years now, I can tell you, especially with a young daughter, that if we're not intentional about our time, burnout happens really quickly. And with burnout comes poor food choices, you skip workouts, 
you just don't you just de-optimize you just become a, like a more irritable anxious person and so at the same time you don't need such rigid routines that you're clocking everything down to the minute and if, if something doesn't go the way you plan you freak out but i do think having structure and parameters within your day can be very beneficial and so let me start off by saying that i always encapsulate our day and my day with the bookends of our day and what i mean by the bookends of our day is uh, intentional and structured and conscious morning and evening routine. Now, that looks very different for each person. And I've talked about morning and evening routines on other episodes in various places. So definitely go back and listen to all the other episodes that I've done because I talk about performance and how to help you with these things. But morning and evening routines, so everyone has morning and evening routines. It's just that most people haven't really intentionally chosen them. They just kind of fall into what feels convenient and easy. So, you know, most people's morning routine might be like, wake up whenever you want, uh, usually later right now, because most people are going to sleep later because they're staying up watching Netflix or whatever. And the first thing that people do is they grab their phone and they just start looking at social media and and or they look at the news media and they become start to become reactive because they might see things in there that they've been arguing about or they see posts that start to give them anxiety and so before you're even out of the bed or what within the first 5 minutes you're already feeling anxious and reactive and because you're tired because you went to bed later and you're waking up later and you're just feeling sluggish because you maybe haven't been eating as well as you should you start to grab the caffeine, you go for coffee straight away, you know, and so you need that energy. But with the caffeine and the coffee, and if you're adding sugar to it and all these other things, it's going to make you go up and then it's going to make you come down. And so you spend the morning just kind of feeling reactive and lost. And then that kind of sets the tone for your day. And maybe you get a couple of things done. You know, maybe you do the laundry, maybe you make your bed, uh, maybe you have a shower, whatever but you feel worn out and reactive. And so it takes you away from learning and it takes you away from doing things that you could be doing to help yourself grow and things that you know you could be doing. And then in the back of your head, you get more angry and frustrated with yourself because you're not doing them. And so the cycle just seems to perpetuate. And then by the evening, you're so tired and just worn out from trying to survive that you either use alcohol or food as a way to kind of calm yourself down. Maybe you watch some Netflix series because you're watching something that's emitting artificial light. It's, it's suppressing your melatonin production. So you stay up later than normal and then you wake up later than normal. And the cycle just kind of repeats itself. The reason why having good morning and evening routines is beneficial is because it can help sh- change everything about what happens during your day. And... For me, for example, in our evening routine, and I've talked about this, we're actually creating a, a new course right now that I think will be industry changing, where we not just focus on nutrition and training and all these things, but we focus on psychology and habit formation as well. And one of the things that I was talking about was resetting the room. In the evening, so like, say for example, if like we've been in the lounge and Zia's got a bunch of her toys out and there's books everywhere and there's crayons on the floor and you know this kitchen, the kitchen is a bit of a mess or whatever. We all go through and we all clean everything up into some order before we leave and go into the bedroom to then give her her bath. 
So resetting the room is very beneficial in the evening because when you wake up in the morning, you don't have the clutter that you have to walk through. There's something about cleaning up your space and minimal and, and and having a minimalistic approach to things that gives you more mental capacity. And so if you have a lot of clutter in the house, if you have books everywhere, just stacks of crap all over the place, and you're not resetting the rooms and there's mess everywhere, if you need to find things, you're not going to be able to find them as easily or that mental that physical clutter can often then perpetuate more mental clutter so more mental friction and we just feel burned out from it and so in the evening resetting the room getting everything kind of established so like i've talked about in other episodes i will put my coffee pot i will fill it up with water i will put a uh, coffee in the little percolating thing i'll have it already on the stove i have my mason jar full of longevity tea and branch chain amino acids ready and I even do a thing in the evening, which, which is called habit stacking. So habit stacking is a really cool thing where if you're trying to remember lots of healthy habits to do, but you keep forgetting them or you just don't seem to have the discipline to do them, putting things in physical close proximity with each other is very beneficial. And so what I mean by this is in the evening, I'll, I'll fill up my mason jar with water and my longevity tea and my branched amino acids. And I have that sitting there for the morning. Next to that on the countertop is the, we use this product called Ion Biome from Dr. Zach Bush. Now I use this every morning when I first wake up and I use it every day, but you would, you might forget to use it if it was like stashed away somewhere in a cupboard or, you know, whatever. But because it's right next to the water in front of me in close proximity, I'm able to remember to use that thing. And then the next step after that is I use uh, a product called molecular hydrogen, which is a selective antioxidant, just very good for health in general. And so I put some tablets of that in some of the water that I have. And so I have my water, my ion biome, and I have my molecular hydrogen all literally physically next to each other in front of me visually. Habit stacking works well when you can do this, when you can put things in close proximity to each other because you don't have to remember all of those things. You just have to remember to drink the water. And then because the other things are right next to them, it prompts that cue, right? So habit stacking and setting your spaces up in the evening. So in the morning, you feel like you don't have to remember a million things and things have some clarity and cleanliness to them. That's important, guys. Like that to me helps reduce my anxiety and it helps me just feel more, more of a sense of calm. And so in the morning, for example, like what I would suggest you do instead is to not check social media straight away. Don't jump on social. Don't check your email. Don't check news media straight away. I put my phone on airplane mode at nighttime and I pre-select a podcast or a video that I think will be beneficial to help kind of get my head in the game and just like help me feel more positive. It doesn't have to be something like like utterly inspirational, but just something more positive, right? And so when I first get up, that's the first thing I will play. Whether I feel like it or not, I'll just play it and I'll just passively consume it while I'm brushing my teeth and drinking my water and letting the dogs outside and things like that. And then I sit down and I just stop for a minute and I just put on some nice calm music and I literally just breathe for three to five minutes. And I'll even use a little technique that Brendan Bouchard uses where he says during his breathing techniques, he says release. So he breathes in 
And he says, release, 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 release. And that release is just releasing the tension, releasing the swirling negative thoughts, releasing what happened yesterday. And I just focus on saying release because I find that when I say that, it forces out all the noise in my head. And I just focus on releasing what happened yesterday and releasing the, the anxiety that I might be feeling right now. And then I will go through other processes of my day. There's other things that I do as well, but like that, I just want to give you that. Like hydrate, habit stack, release, breathe, don't check social media straight away. Now, another thing that I think is really beneficial When you're looking at your day, so like evening routine, morning routine, like just look at what you know is going to be helpful and start adding those things in. Because if you're drinking at night and you're just watching a bunch of stuff, you need to start shifting those things. Otherwise, it's going to set you up for a bad day the next day and it's just going to keep perpetuating. The next thing is think about when you feel most energetic or creative through the day. So maybe right now you're not feeling overly energetic at any point in the day, but when do you usually feel a peak? Usually everyone is a little bit different. I usually feel most energetic from about, honestly, 5 a.m. through to about 9 a.m. or 10. I still have energy through the rest of the day, but it's not the same creative, intense energy that I'm doing using right now while I'm doing this podcast. That's when I seem to be at my peak. And I still want to have other periods of the day where I feel good, but it's just not necessarily the same caliber of energy, if that makes sense. Whereas some people, it takes time. Like it's around lunchtime that they feel they get into that swing. Some people, it's in the evening. What you need to do is you need to ask yourself, right now, if I want to improve and change the trajectory of my life, whether it's with my health my fitness, my my diet, my goals, my dreams, my business, whatever. What one to three important things do I need to do in that creative time that is going to help me move the needle in some capacity, ideally the most? See, one of the things that we forget and I think people get distracted around is that they do a lot of things. They're doing all the journaling and all the yoga and all the meditations, but they're not doing any of it really properly. And they're skipping on the things that they know that that would really move the needle for them because they're opting for a lot of easier things. And so we're doing a lot of easy things that result in like 20% of our result. So like 80, we might be doing 80% of these tasks that give us like 20% of the result rather than doing 20% of the needle moving things that are a little bit more difficult. And maybe we have a little bit more inner resistance with, but it gives us like 80% of our progress. And I can see that with the way people work out. I can see it with the way people shop and meal prep and eat. I can see it with the way that people structure their day around all these things. Part of what I teach people is how to become more efficient with these things. People think, oh, well, my my axe is reasonably sharp. It's only sharp compared to what you already know. It's only sharp compared to your current perspective. It could still be very blunt. And what I mean by that is we're not performing at our best. Our best is like this infinite potential. We're performing as better than we think we are, maybe from last year or last you know week. But that doesn't mean that we're even close to our potential. And coming back to like inefficiencies, that's why I think it's important to look at like your primary task and how you do things as well. So it's not just what you're doing, but it's how you do them. And I don't want to get into how you do them because that 
efficiency aspect of things is more complicated. And if you do want that type of coaching, that's what I do. But look at your one to three tasks for the day and try to push those into that creative space. And I think that by automating processes, by having a weekly routine and systems, like a morning routine, an evening routine, a lunch routine, a workout routine, if you put these things into your daily planner or like just into a daily schedule, even if it's a mental schedule, you start to see that you're building out a more intentional routine for yourself rather than just working out whenever it feels easiest. See, for me, I set time to get my workout in in the morning because I know that if I don't do it in the morning, I typically won't do it and then I'll start missing it. And I know that's important for my mental health, my energy levels and all those things. So I set time to do it then. I have these more non-negotiable things that I force myself to do because I know it's going to set me up for better biofeedback and better brain chemistry and body chemistry. Now, one of the things that I would encourage you to do, whether you are at home alone or you have a family is to have some type of weekly routine. Like sit down on Sunday evening if you have to and just plan out some basic structure for your week. It doesn't have to be any gory detail if you don't really vibe with that. But just having an idea of, okay, like what do we want to achieve this week? And like where are we going? And what days do we need to do certain things? Because that helps give you a little bit of clarity. Part of the reason why you might be feeling anxiety is because you're lacking clarity because you don't have any type of conscious structure and direction and so there's more uncertainty than ever and that uncertainty is really spiking your anxiety and so part of it is just looking at what areas can I put systems in place like I was saying like with resetting the room habit stacking systems to help you automate processes so you can streamline things and be more consistent because once you start doing habit stacking for a while and you start doing uh, these types of routines for a while, they become much more automatic. Another habit stack for me is while I'm working out, I'll play a podcast or I'll listen to a productive live stream. So I'm taking in some personal development stuff as well. I will then shower r- right after my workout. So I'm maintaining my self-care off the back of my workout. And then I will make Lauren, myself and Zia a little nutrient-dense smoothie. So that's a habit stack. And so you can pin things together like that to help you remind you to do multiple things that maybe you would overlook and not do had you not done that 10 or 15 or 20 minute workout. Does that make sense? I hope that makes sense. And another thing that I will say is important is removing choice. And this ties back into removing clutter and fluff. So there is definitely something to say about clearing up spaces and having a more minimalistic, streamlined approach. And that's just not like removing physical clutter and junk and crap in your house and setting up dedicated workspaces and dedicated eating spaces and things like that and not blending them all together because the blend is when things get messy, especially if you're working from home and you're carrying your computer from room to room or you're carrying your phone from room to room or you're you're working at the table while you're eating, while your kids are playing on the floor. Like It's just going to get messy and it's going to stress you out. And so having dedicated spaces, but also what I would tell you is removing choice. And part of the the good thing about, I think, not going to maybe the store so much and buying so much stuff is that because we have to eat certain things that we just bought like maybe last week, it removes choice from our 
repertoire. Choice can sometimes be a bad thing. So if like we have infinite choices of what to eat, or infinite choices of what to wear, or infinite choices of what anything, that extra choice burns us out mentally. I have a couple of sets of clothes that I just wear over and over again because I don't want to have to stand in my wardrobe and be like, what am I going to wear today and spend 10 or 15 minutes trying to figure that out? I just want to put on something that is in front of me and go on with my day. And so removing clothing choice, for example, is a good one. Removing food choice, not having so many random things in your house. One, it's going to save you money. But two, the fact that if you remove choice, you don't spend as much time trying to choose between things, which gives you more mental energy back that you can then prioritize into like self-care or doing other things that are important for you that move the needle, right? So you got to look at how much, am I, how many choices am I making through the day about what I want to do? And part of having structure to your day is removing choice. Like if you don't know what you're doing with your day, you have infinite choice and that is going to burn you out. And so if your anxiety feels high, it's probably because you just have choice overload and you're just literally not choosing anything. And the fact that you're not choosing anything is a choice in and of itself, right? And so right now with all the stress and uncertainty that's happening in the world, it's important to have things to offset those stress responses. I've seen a lot of people who are really challenged right now and they're stressed out and they're trying to do all the things and they just going, 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 and they don't stop to truly sharpen their axe. And so they have a lot of stress stimulus coming into their life, but they have no recovery protocols to actually sharpen the blade to make them more efficient. And so they're doing everything inefficiently and they don't even realize it. And that just leads to burnout, frustration. You don't become the person that you could have been. You don't perform as well in your business. You're not the best parent or father or mother or husband or wife or just friend that you could be had you slowed down and you focus on these recovery strategies. And so like that's why even more now, more than ever, going outside and walking two to three times a day, even if it's just for five minutes is so important because we don't just want to be stuck in our houses. So in the morning, for example, once Lauren and Zia get up, we go for about a 30-minute walk around our neighborhood and we go to see out the ducks by this lake. And then in the evening, if it's not too hot, we will go out for another shorter walk again, maybe like 15 minutes. And we do that every day just because it helps us feel better to get outside in the fresh air and it helps Zia calm down and she's got a better temperament when we do that as well. And so You've got to recognize that these things aren't just a luxury. They are something that you should be doing as part of your strategies. And another thing that we did recently was we wanted to create mission statements for our family because like, you know, with any business, they have mission statements about what they want to achieve and what they want to contribute into the world. But how often do we do that on a personal level? We don't even like clarify that with our family, let alone ourselves. And so a couple that we came up with, and we'll probably end up edit, editing them and changing them further, but one of them was we nourish our bodies and spirits with fresh air, fresh foods, and movement and meditation every day. And the reason why we had this was, you know, obviously nourishing your body and spirit with fresh air, which is in nature, that comes with sunlight. Fresh air and sunlight are so good for hormone systems and brain chemistry, Fresh food, implying that it's like nice, clean, whole plant-based foods, which is going to help with chemistry in your body as well. 
movement, which is fundamental to optimal health, and meditation to calm the mind and get mental clarity and direction. And so really, we're focusing on all these different pillars of recovery that help mitigate so much of the stress coming into the into our lives right now and into the world. And another one is our energy expands into reality, so we consciously choose to vibrate at the highest frequency every day. And what we mean by this is the type of energy that you bring to the world really does impact and affect your results in your, env- in your environment. Because if you bring a good energy, people want to be around that. You attract good people into your life. You attract good opportunities and circumstances and conversations into your life which will fulfill you and change the course of your outcomes. And it changes other people's lives as well. And so that's why we consciously focus on the type of energy we bring. And it's not always easy. Sometimes it's easy to feel low energy and just want to kind of just curl up in a ball. But if we think about that and we say it, it helps us keep stock of getting back to how we want to feel. And another one is around flow and alignment of we relate and connect with people sharing our daily lives. We teach them and give them tools with intentional professional content to help them live better lives, which we carefully and consistently market over time to reach as many people as possible. And part of that is sharing the skills and the knowledge that we have that we know have changed our life that will change your life. And just putting these things out into the world that we love and enjoy doing that bring us happiness that will help change other people's lives. And we do it professionally and we're consistent because some of the things that we want to get better at is being more professional with the type of content that we put out, like making it look really professional and tidy and being consistent with it. Those have always been things that we've struggled with more because with being young parents and trying to navigate all these challenges and juggle all these balls and wear all these different hats, it's very hard sometimes to do all those things. And so that's what we want to aspire towards. And so it's a reminder for us. It's a calibration. It's it's pointing us in the direction of where we want to head. And so you want to get clarity around those things. You want to ask yourself, like, what is your mission statement? So like, what are you trying to bring into the world? And what are you trying to achieve? And it's like I said in an email that I sent out the other day, if you're feeling helpless, be helpful, right? So like, how often when we're feeling like we're in a stuck place, do we not reach out and be of service to anyone else? And I know it's difficult sometimes when you're in that place, but that's how you break through. Like you be of service to other people. You bring good energy into other people's lives and it comes back to you. Me doing this podcast right now, I could be feel low energy before I do this. Once I've done it and I bought some value, I feel way better for it. And so- That's what I'm saying to you is that you need to ask how you show up in the world. And look, at the end of the day, I am definitely of the nature of I want to come out of this chaos and uncertainty with better skills and better strength and more direction than I came in with. Like if that's not for you and you feel like, okay, I I, I don't like that quote at the start of like, you know, I'm lacking discipline. That's fine. But if you you are using it as a reason to just allow your life to just fall apart. Stop for a minute. Pause and breathe and ask yourself, is this what I really want with my life? And if I don't, who can help me? What value can I bring to other people's lives today? And who can I reach out to to get help to change that course? Because I will be the first to tell you, 
that I have been focusing so much on what I call recovery protocols right now, like eating good, clean foods strategically at certain times of the day to help with energy levels and mitigate those energy dips to try and prolong my energy peaks, to optimize my sleep, to have a good evening routine, to have a good morning routine, to go through self-care systems, to mitigate and offset all the stress and uncertainty that's happening. And so I can slow down and sharpen my axe and be more efficient with the small time windows that I do have. You see, especially if you're at home right now, which is pretty much all of us, and you have children, you have even less time to do maybe the things that you were doing before. And so you need to be really, really efficient. And so efficiency is important. And that comes down to having more structured routines. And so at the end of the day, guys, take everything I said and just implement what you can. We're in interesting times right now. And I know that it's not easy. I know that it can be fearful at times. And I know that very often you might know what you should be doing. You're just not doing it. That's why I keep saying, reach out and get some help from myself. You've got my email. You know where to reach me. You know where to find us. Maybe it's just time that you took that leap because I've said to other people, there's never going to be the perfect time for any of this. You're always either going to be too busy or you know, there's always going to be something in the way. And until we just recognize that and say, you know what, I'm just going to take a leap and just start imperfectly and figure this out. And cultivate confidence in your ability to figure things out, that's really where we begin. It's all we can do. And so for me today, I'm focusing on those self-care routines. I'm focusing on working out. One of my tasks of the three today was to do this podcast. So I've already done it. It's 10 to 6 a.m. right now, and I've almost done this for the day. So that makes me feel good knowing that I've put this good information out there into the world. And then after this, I will have done another task before Zia even wakes up for the day. And then we'll go for our walk. And so it's important to do these things because that's what's going to give you mental space to focus on even doing the things that will help you grow. Part of the reason why that quote, I guess, is not necessarily right is it's not that you lack discipline. It's just that you lack maybe structure and routines. And then once you establish those structure and routines, then you will have the mental capacity and the mental energy to be able to exert enough discipline to do those challenging things. And so that's really what I think it is. So anyway, guys, I just want to finish this by saying I am in this with you. Lauren is in this with you. We are in this with you. We care about you all. Please help me get this podcast out to people. Share it. Put it on your social media, you know, tag people, share it as a story, let people know about it because I feel like there's so many people out there right now who are struggling and need this information. Take what I said today, focus on your morning and evening routines, those bookends. What habit stacks can you do? How can you reset spaces in your house to give yourself more mental room to focus on the things that matter today? I send my love to you. Be strong, do the best you can, and know that you are not alone. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Veg Up podcast. And don't forget to subscribe so you can be the first to know when new episodes go live. Please leave us a review and share this on social media. Tag me. Let me know what helped you. Let me know what you want to hear more of. Let's get this information out to the world. Help me do that. And be sure to email us over at fraser at evolvingalpha.com 
for coaching options and mentorship. Because if you want growth, it begins here, my friend. 